Good morning. Morning. How was your week this week? Um, it was busy. I like busy in a strange kind of way. I work at a winery, so I run a lab at a winery, and every month there's one round of um, big analysis that we do that you know always comes in an inconvenient time. And there's always other stuff going on. So. We could really bank on you working at a winery by going like they could get an inside listen as to the inner workings of a winery. That's not a bad idea, actually, because so like people ask me questions a lot and I don't think that people really understand how wineries work or what I do when people ask me what my job is <laughs> and I tell them <laughs> that my job title is enologist yeah they're like you what see what play <laughs> I, I don't know what that means okay. uh <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I know you don't know what that means. I know. I tell people you're an enologist and they look at me like that too. And I go, he works at a winery and he makes wine. Yeah. Oh, he's a winemaker. Oh, he's an enologist. He runs the lab <laughs> and he helps make the wine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Technically. Do you the get free wine? <laughs> term, yeah, I get tons of free wine. Uh, technically, the term enologist means a person who studies wine person who studies wine you do so it's basically that job title that you can give to somebody when you don't want to be specific about what you're going to force them to do. <laughs> that little point at the bottom of your job description that says anything assigned by management yeah on most people's it's five percent on mine it's 67 percent. right right that's not true um what were we gonna talk about? Oh, that's right. Um, so <laughs> over the course of this week, I was at Ace Hardware, I think, picking up uh -huh. some uh, miscellaneous fastener. And he goes to Ace almost every day. So. Uh, that's not true. I am not an irresponsible pandemic shopper. I just go when I need stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> in non-pandemic times. In non-pandemic times, I go to Ace almost every day. <laughs> um, but there was a woman there with a little booth like in the middle of the aisle way and which is really weird for pandemic times it was super weird and um, she like stopped me and this is a weird confluence of events for me because normally I just brush the stuff up, off I'm like no thanks you know I don't wanna... but I was feeling like it would be really rude because she just started talking to me. So I just, I listened to what she had to say. And of course we were standing six feet apart and everything else. But um, she said, we're having a giveaway for $10,000 worth of uh, window makeover. And this is for Anderson windows. And she started telling me like all this interesting history about the company Anderson wanted like apparently it's the oldest company in the United States making windows they had she says that they had a production line or a, a oh what's it called Henry Ford invented 
the, the production line. Production line. Yeah, the manufacturing, manufacturing system. Manufacturing line. Like that. Yeah. She says that the founder of their company was friends with Henry Ford and actually did it first. That their company was before Ford with the automated production line. So Henry Ford stole the idea. That's what she said. So anyway, this lady's telling me this, and I'm just eating it up, right? Of like course that, you are. That's good stuff for me. <laughs> um, so anyway, long story short, I sign up the little card, you your email and your phone number and blah, blah, blah. And I walk off and, you know, that's that. I'm like, well, you know, what the heck? It's raffle for $10,000 right. window. What the heck, you know? So hold on a second. Let me interrupt this part. So I come home yesterday after doing photos for my friends and her, my friend and her kids. And Justin goes, okay, so I did a thing and you're probably going to yell at me for it. And I was like, oh gosh. He goes, so there's this thing at Ace and you could sign up to win $10,000 worth of window redos or whatever. And I was like, did we win? Like so <laughs> stoked. And he was like, well, no. And I was like, oh, Okay. What'd you do? So they called me, which is predictable because I gave them my phone number. Um, although, you know, you give that kind of information out for raffles a lot and you don't really get the phone. I just assume we never really get the phone calls that they were going to sell it to somebody for, you know, whatever, you know, people sell their information for. And my phone number, I get so much crap calls and everything else, which is, this is why it's my phone. Yeah, we do that a lot. Um, so they call me and this guy's like, hey, I just wanted to verify some of your information so we can get you entered into this drawing. And I was like, all right. Which, you know, I can't believe I even picked up the phone. I don't even usually pick up the phone if I don't recognize them. Well, but you also answer work calls. Well, that's the problem. I have to. Actually, yeah. So now I usually do because I, I have work calls. So there's a lot of people calling me that I don't recognize the number. Anyway, I started talking to the fellow and he's verifying my information and just very fluidly starts asking me about what windows I think I'd like to replace and, you know, how the, what type of stuff we have and things about the house. As I'm saying this out loud, I'm worried now that it's like somebody casing our house to rob it or something. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, uh, I don't know, find out. I'm not feeling very good about this now. Anyway, long story short, uh, we're getting a free appraisal today at 10 o'clock. And the guy's going to come and... Uh, Into our house. Yes, wearing... PPE. I don't care. You know how I feel about people coming into my house when it's not clean? I don't like people coming into my house when it is clean. <laughs> I don't like people, basically, mostly. We like it when we're talking on this side of a microphone and you listen to us at a later date. Yeah, like a healthy distance between <laughs> there's, us, like there's a 60 distance. or 70 miles. Yeah. But yeah. So it's funny that... It's funny that you did that because a lot of our conversations, especially on weekends, start with, so I did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a thing. Yeah. 
And then there's like a hammer through the wall. I guess we're going to have to remodel the kitchen. Oh, yeah. If Justin's on vacation and he doesn't have a project, um, especially if it's around Thanksgiving and he calls me at work and it's like so immediately I'm like, where's the hole in the, with the hammer? Like, what did you do? Because this has happened before. I'm not a good vacationer. I don't. No, you're not. So this happened to me recently that we had to take some time off because um, you're maxed like you could, out. Yeah, you can only accrue so much vacation time before you start to lose it. Um, so I had to take a week off. And I had what I thought were projects lined up that would take me all week. You know, most of the week anyway. And I completed them in a day and a half. And then I started going stir crazy because I, I just, I don't do well. You I, could have been down here tying flies all weekend, all week. I did. I tied, I tied a lot of flies, and then I got bored. Or did you just keep breaking your flies and got irritated? No, I t- look, there's a fly right there. I see yeah. a fly sitting right there. It's a woolly bugger. It's a woolly bugger. Um. Also, it was getting expensive really fast. I kept wanting to buy more stuff. So. <laughs> you know. It's, funny that you say that because I got an email in my uh I got an email from Cricket telling me that the sale is still going mm. <laughs> 30% off materials 30% off yeah. we need outdoor vinyl. I think the the I think that I mean I don't know what their prices are like but I'm guessing that like 3m vinyl I can't find it well I will show you where it is okay so I can't find the 3m vinyl but I also need iron-on vinyl for shirts you want to buy it. I'm, I'm, just, your... I'm not saying I'm not going to buy it. I'm saying I got a similar yeah. thing. I, I have a similar problem now. Yeah. Yeah. The, I can go crazy with the with my hobbies. It just, you got to be very careful. You got to budget yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Budget yourself. This does happen to you with hobbies. Yeah. Problem is we've got a lot of hobbies. Yeah. They're like seasonal <laughs> they rotate yeah yeah like i haven't been fishing you know it's yeah. cold out a little chilly so um, we've got like our fishing hobby and then all of a sudden you'll be back into i don't know now you have the bow with henry yeah we'll we be got, shooting we got our five-year-old a uh a little what are these kind of what are these bows called compound bow a little compound bow it's a genesis mini it's really cool, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of want one. I make a full-size Genesis. I feel very, like, badass pulling a bow back. Katniss. Like Katniss. It's, I mean, I, I think it's a, it, there's something about the discipline of archery that is meditative. and it, I find the same thing with shooting uh, firearms, but I know that that's not for everybody. I, I don't know, you guys don't get the same enjoyment out of it. Kind of meditative thing out of it. I get a I different, yeah, I get a different kind of enjoyment out of shooting, especially like at the range and stuff. For me, the like, even though it's loud, it's quiet, quiets my mind. And it's like takes such, um, you know, uh, I don't know, active precision, like you're mind controlling all the functions of your body to make everything perfect for the even when you're shooting clay pigeons 
Uh, no, that's very different. That's mostly <laughs> being embarrassed uh, <laughs> at how many orange pigeons are completely intact on the ground. <laughs> Which, by the way, okay, so we were watching, I was watching, I shouldn't say that he was watching it, because it was just me. Um, I was watching the new Netflix show, Bridgerton. Ugh. <laughs> but I'm watching it, and there's a scene where the guy is out target shooting with his shotgun, and he yells, pull. And I was like, huh, I wonder what they're shooting at. And then I, like, pay closer attention. The dude is literally tossing pigeons <laughs> into the air. Yeah, slightly less humane version of pigeon shooting pigeons <laughs> than we do. I didn't, re I mean, I wonder if that actually happened, and is that why we got the name Clay Pigeons? Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. Justin made a joke when I told him, did they paint them orange? <laughs> well, I, I've always like joked, you know, it's not a joke. I mean, it's, hey, 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 you know, buddy, we need to go uh, get those evil orange pigeons right. that are out there, you know? It's just, it's just a joke. I want to go play shooting. I want to shoot clay pigeons. It's, it's funny. I mean, also, I think it's we're funny. just, we're just not good enough to hunt, so... <laughs> I don't care for it. I I think, well, I actually like the hunting, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form um, against hunting. I think that people who do it responsibly are um, good people, but I'm not really interested in taking big game. Like, I am, but the problem is, is I know the, I know the responsibility that you have and the things that you have to do once you shoot a deer or an elk or something like yeah. that. And I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, yeah. I want to like it's sit behind the scope and do it and then have somebody else go. No, we should probably, you know, do it together because, you know, I think everybody should have to do that. Just in case. Well, you know, and being more in touch with where food comes from is a good thing for sure. your, you know, mental health. You know. Yeah. And then understand and respect those things. But yeah, as far as like doing that every year and I, I don't know. I love hiking. I, I, we always, me and dad we used to hunt when I was younger and mm -hmm. we always called it walking our rifles and going in the for woods. a walk in the woods. Uh, yeah. Take your rifle. rifle for a walk in the woods. Yeah. Cause it's more about hiking and you know, well, speaking of hunting, so my sister, who's three years younger than me, um, if you're listening, hi, um, Kelsey came over this week, right? Was it this week? It was maybe last week. Anyways, she told me that Eric's mom and her husband want to take Wes hunting for the first time. Really? Yeah. And Kelsey's like, nope. <laughs> nope. And I was like, Why? It's a good thing for him to learn. And she was like, they want to take him deer hunting. And I was like, yeah, what's wrong with that? She was like, I'm fine with you shooting geese and birds and whatever, but you can't shoot little Bambi. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, I think it'd be good for him. It would be good for him. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, but I guess I don't remember. Actually, me and Andrew were very young when we got our hunter safety. Well, he's going to, Weston's going to be six. Yeah. So he doesn't necessarily have to 
shoot anything, but being there camping, I think it'd yeah. be great. A kid needs to go camping. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, anyway, um, he can come I, with us I for think, Henry's birthday. I was going to say he's a little bit young for that, but actually now that I remember, I think when we took our hunter safety course, um, Andrew was so young that they had to read the questions to him for the Shoot, test. Really? Yeah. And he passed the test. Like so, he, that would have been he would have been, been six or five yeah, or six, yeah, something like that. I mean, because he probably like if you were seven, you probably could read the questions, but not fully comprehend the questions. Yeah, to that degree, like someone might have to explain them to you. I'll have to ask Dad how old we were. Yeah, I don't know. but you know, he bought us our first rifles. And You're like twenty-two or like a rifle rifle? No, nope, hunting rifles. Uh. Which one? 3030s. Oh, your 3030 was that? Yep. That was, my dad bought that for me when I was, gosh, it must have been nine or. Well, yeah, because you and Wes, you, you and Wes, you and Andrew are three years apart, right? Two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, same with me and Kelsey. That's what's so funny is like dad bought us, I, it was after I was 12 because we were in the house here in Washington. Dad bought us the, the BB gun and we'd sit out on the steps under the carport and mm -hmm. he'd set up cans in the orchard area mm -hmm. and we'd shoot from there, the orchard quote unquote. Yeah. Um, that's what we called it. But we'd shoot cans from there, but it never went. And we, I love doing it, but it, our shooting never went past that. Like never progressed. it never progressed. You know, mom had the, the rifle for, you know, if we needed to, deal with a coyote or whatever but we never you guys were pragmatic shooters you weren't uh recreational shooters you know, a little bit when you were kids yeah but even that like we didn't we like we didn't dad didn't show us like anything about the rifle we knew where it was but we were told not to touch it so the one day after the bb gun was purchased that there were coyotes in the yard <laughs> and i was home by myself yeah. And the coyotes are going towards my goats. Little did I know I could have just stepped out. I could have just stepped out on the porch and yelled and they probably would have run. For me, coyotes were really scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you were probably a little bit too young to be. Uh, I was 12 or 13. Scaring off the coyotes with a rifle. Oh. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It was Home just a 9 millimeter. Yeah. Probably would fine. I, I wouldn't be comfortable with my kids having access to those while I wasn't there. Sure. I grabbed the BB gun. Yes. Because the BB gun was accessible. Right. So I grabbed the BB gun, which by the way, I couldn't pump by myself. Yeah, it was one of those crossmen. Yeah. I remember those being hard. Fortunately, by the time I was like ballsy enough to grab the to grab the BB gun and get out onto the back steps, mom pulled in. Oh, yeah. So I was, I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. But mom also very like late, way later, I think I was in college probably, but I was home for the week, the vacation. There was a, we had a bobcat and, or lynx or something like that in the yard, in the like back um, acres. And we saw it and Nan was out there and it was when Nan was getting old. So she wasn't very fast. Yeah. Our goat. And her, mom was like, I'm going to go get my rifle and I'm going to go out there. 
And so she goes out there and I hear the gunshot go off. I was like, did you get it? She was like, no, I shot past it. I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> she was like, I don't want to injure it. I just want to scare it off. And I was like, what if it comes back? It's going to come back now. And if Nan dies, it's your fault. Well, it's an irrational fears of a young person. No, I was 18. <laughs> yeah, I, everybody's got their own opinions about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, we pretty much live in the city, so yeah, it's not a lot of opportunity for uh, kids shooting. It's, it takes a little more concerted effort to yeah to get to a place where we can well, do that. But which is why uh, archery. Yeah, archery's great. I'm excited about it. It also helps us combat the uh, pain of not being able to shoot during an ammo shortage. Ugh, yeah. Although you broke a, we broke a head the other day on one, didn't we? On yeah. an arrow? Yeah, it happened. I mean, but arrows are widely available. Can you get just replacement heads for those? Yeah. Just glue them on there. They're, the kids' ones are super simple. It's just like a little fiberglass shaft with a head that slips over the top of it. The adult ones aren't the same thing? Well, there's all kinds of them, but mine are um, aluminum shafts that are, they're like a tube. Mm -hmm. And the, there's like a little aluminum piece that slides in and you glue it. And then they're threaded heads oh. so you can change out the different heads on it. So you use your same head uh, arrows. Um, oh, target, target arrows, versus... and then you could put hunting heads on them if you. I actually, so inclined. I think I might more likely want to hunt with a bow now than with a rifle. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I think Missy told me that bow hunting season is a little bit longer, and there's less people. Yeah, that. So I don't think that you're going to want to do either. I mean, because I don't <laughs> think your problem is with the mechanics of it. I think it's after you shoot the animal. Well, it is. Yeah, I don't want to. So, I don't want to do the thing, you know, where you got to cut it open and take everything out. Yeah. Do you and really have you, to take a bite out of the heart? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. Really? Are you just saying that? Well, yeah, you have to. In eighth grade, we had to do this box. It's like the end of the year, and we had to cover the box in pictures and representative things of us and then fill the box with stuff. We had to give a presentation on it. And one of the girls who I won't name, um, her picture had like, or her box had pictures all over it of her hunting, which was fine. But then like there was one picture with blood all over her face. And I was like, what the, is that? And she said she had to take the traditional bite out of the heart when she shot her first deer. Yeah. Granted, she was she, her. She has like Native American, like blood in her family, very close to. So I think she said it was it's a tradition. Traditional. But I was like, nope, mm -mm, nope, not doing that. Haven't you seen Game of Thrones? You have to eat the whole thing. What episode <laughs> is that in? You don't remember that? They make the Khaleesi eat a whole horse heart? Yeah. For the baby to make the baby the young stallion that will dominate the world. That's true. Which, by the way, her kids did. Yeah, that's true. Kind of. <laughs> so, just so everybody is clear, I have never taken big game. All of this is just conjecture on my part. I mean, I know about yeah. hunting. I've been hunting quite a bit. But you haven't been hunting but since I've, you were a teenager, right? Not since I was a teenager. Um, I am more of a fisherman. 
a fisherman. I want to reiterate the fishing. She's going to say something now that's not true, and I'm just going to let her say it, but I just want you all to know that this is true. We don't catch a lot of fish. That's all I'm going to say. We don't catch a lot of fish. We don't catch a lot of fish that we can keep. Justin has, however, caught quite a few, and by quite a few, less than 10, sturgeon. What do you mean, less than 10? It's in less than 10. No, when, when I was going with Philip, we would catch two or three every time we went out. You know, he says this, and I know that there's pictures. There are pictures. But I'm wondering how many other fishermen he bribed you to allow him to take. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's, I've never seen it happen. Now, how having said that, I have seen a sturgeon, but it was definitely by accident that we hooked in this little one or two footer. That's not by accident. It was just smaller than we would have preferred. Well, we definitely didn't think we had it. We thought we lost it. And then when it pulled up, we apparently didn't lose the tiny little guy that we had. And it was really cool. Well, yeah. I mean, they, so we call them shakers. And the reason you call them a shaker is because they're small and they don't, the bite doesn't behave the same way as a, a, a big sturgeon does. Mm -hmm. So it kind of shakes the end of your pole. Right. Versus being a nice pull down. And um, <laughs> when you're doing sturgeon in this big river that we, we fish in the Columbia River, and it's the current is extremely swift, right? So you use, I think it's two pound lead weights that I've got on there. Yeah, they're big. Big cannonball weights. So when you're pulling those up, like even if you don't have anything on them, it's your pole's bent over like it's yeah. pretty seriously. Uh, so when you get a shaker on, you might see a little thing, but you might not know when you're pulling it up that it's really still on there because you got that two pound weight. Really feels heavy on there. So yeah, it really does. Sometimes shaker and, and that really screws you because it they'll eat your bait off, and then you don't have anything <laughs> down. You don't know. You got to check it every once in a while. Surgeon fishing is fun. But what? listen, I have brought in fish larger than our boat with heads so big that you could barely bear hug them around your arms. Yeah, I know. You've brought in fish that like you couldn't even pull into the boat, so you had to like, you know, you had to beach it so you could take a picture with it. I understand that. Monsters. I, I do. Monsters. I just want to I, I want to see it. I know. I don't want you to see it too. I would like Every time for you I to catch a out. bigger fish that can be brought home than I did when I was, you know, two months pregnant, three yeah. months pregnant. That's the <laughs> other challenging part of it is that with sturgeon, you can't keep so Most big a size catch, and yeah. you can't keep so small a size. It's like, I think it's between 48 and 56 inches. Yeah. Um, which is a big fish, but that's just the, the middle of the road, right? You have to yeah. like target. I really right want. Fish. I really want to take you back down to Oklahoma and fish in Lake Murray, right there off the dock next to the boathouse. My aunt and uncles live in uh, Oklahoma, and they all have boathouses down there. And I went down there with mom, mm -hmm. and this was the craziest thing. There's so many fish just right there, trying to get food right there next to the boat. And my uncle tosses in. We were eating ribs, and he tosses in just like one little bone piece with a little bit of meat on it, and the fish just swarm, right? So he grabs a pole, puts a little bit of meat on it, and tosses it in, and then comes over and goes, okay, I got one. Like, literally seconds later, he goes, okay, I got one. Here, reel it in. And I was like, what? You got one? He was like, yeah, I got one. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Thousands of fish swim by our boat. I know it because I look at the damn reports. So they've yeah. got to be swimming past our boat. We never catch anything. But I'm reeling this thing in. 
what was it? Was it? A, it wasn't a catfish. It was a bass. Yeah. Um, huge. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I had the biggest smile on my face, just like when I caught my first salmon. Yeah. Those yeah, are I mean, the that, days. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I I think that that kind of fishing would get old really fast. Like, my arm gets some, tired. <laughs> there needs to be a spot in between what we do. Yeah. And that. Which that is, is where you want to be. Cause we, I, so I think that's either bass or what were those other things we were fishing for last year that we were unsuccessful for? Oh, shad. Shad. Yeah. Well, shad would be good because we could stock up for a sturgeon. Basically. Sturgeon, yeah. But that's what everybody's like, man, you go out there, you catch like 20 shad in a day. And I was like, really? Okay, I'm going to do this. And everybody okay. said it was shad season. And I didn't, I was not successful. For all our listeners out there, <laughs> if there are any good fishermen who are feeling pity for us right now, I've got a boat. I've got thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fishing equipment. Come we will me. supply the beer. I will supply the beer and you <laughs> can teach me how to fish. Yeah. Because I, for the life of me, can't figure out salmon on the Columbia River. Now, yeah. salmon in the ocean? I know. I understand how to do that because they're eating, they're hunting. Okay. You know, fish target, like you got herring, you cut the heads, you get it at the right depth, you get the right flashers and everything on. It makes sense. Yeah. I've tried so many things in the Columbia River and I just. It's about don't. pissing them and off I in think, the Columbia River, right? You know what we don't do? What? We don't go up to Fernita. So everybody who talks about really good fishing goes up to Fernita. And where my we problem, start to fish? Yeah. Okay. My problem with it is it's combat fishing. I, don't I mean, know what it's that means. just, it means the boats, like you reach out and touch other boats, right? There's, there's just yeah, you're right so there. many people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And when there's that many people out there, it's less fun. Like, I, if we went to do that, you would have to be fully responsible for all the fishing because I would have to be. 100% of the time driving. I don't There's like no, that. That's what I'm saying. It's not that fun, right? Especially because I don't like to bait my own hook. <laughs> fully aware. When I go out on the boat, I expect it to be like a charter fishing. Yeah, the guided, guided fishing. Thing. I want to just sit there and watch my pole. That's it. I want to reel it in. But that's it. That's what I want to do. I think we need to, to hook up with TJ this spring. Go. That off. would be cool do a charter fish with him. I'm not going to lie. I want to go fishing with Missy and Sean. Yeah. Because every time they go out, they catch fish they, and they're catching off canoe. They probably don't want to go with us. They're they like, probably don't want to. Bad luck there. We don't need to take those people with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were just ice fishing and Missy said they caught like 10 perch. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I used to, I, I, so my like fishing, um, heritage isn't actually in the Columbia river, even though I've lived here my right, whole life, right. my real passion for fishing was developed up North in the Colville national forest. Yeah. And, um, in like little friend, streams. Yeah. My good friend Don, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time with him up there camping and, and, um, I, actually, he was not a fisherman. He wasn't really into it, but his dad was super into oh, yeah. fishing. And every time I was up there doing stuff, he, he would 
just poke his head around the corner and say, Justin, I'm going fishing. Here we go. <laughs> and whatever we were doing, Don would be like, oh, God. And I'd hop up and, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> just abandon my friend. <laughs> but I'd be up there for weeks at a time. And, and um, yeah, man, we just, he knew all the little creeks. Um, we it, it was up in the mountains. So we're talking about creeks and streams that are a maximum of 10 feet wide. Yeah. And you're beating the bush, you know, to get to these places. It's not like there's paths, right? You're like, you're creating a deer trail. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're, 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 and I was, you know, when I started learning this stuff, I'm 19 years old and Sonny, you know, he's in his sixties, 65, he's probably in his seventies now. Always older than that. Maybe older than that. Um, and the man, he would walk around the house like limping and oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh, like so slow. And we get in the woods, and the man was a goddamn tank. He'd just be <laughs> blowing through this stuff and the thorns and everything. And he just, I, I had it was all I could do to keep up with the old man. And he, <laughs> and he didn't slow down for anybody. And right. he had this little dog. Oh my gosh, the dog. The dog's name, it was a little black. Fang. No, it wasn't Fang. What was the, what type of dog was it? It was like, like a Maltese, Maltese or something. Yeah. yeah. Tiny little thing. Is that, was the name Fang? No. Why do I think The that? dog's name was Velcro. That's right. Velcro. <laughs> because every time we got home, there would just be every little piece of woods stuck in the fur. Uh. I mean, like Velcro. I mean, it was just, we'd spend all the time deep. Burying the dog. Am I thinking of the right dog that had like one tooth that poked out of his mouth and his tongue oh, was always hanging out? He, that one was different. That one. That was, was that was their dog. Was their dog, oh, but okay. it just stayed there. It didn't fish. Um, anyway, um, that was the time of my life where I developed a real passion for fishing, and you would just walk these streams and creeks and be in the water. Yeah. And you know short little tiny poles um i used to love the uh compact like um like ice fishing poles well, no they weren't quite ice fishing poles but they were like the kind that we would get for traveling oh yeah, yeah super short and uh <laughs> you were walking in the stream and you're hitting the little holes and you're catching trout all you know day long you 15 or 16 trout a day and they're little little bitty guys yeah um but it was just you know, really communing with the woods. And, yeah. You know, we're digging our own bait out there and you get lost. <laughs> Tell the story. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so we're up there and I'm camping and my sisters come with me. And <laughs> I'm sorry for telling the sister story because I think you're one of the few people that actually listen to this <laughs> podcast. Jenna. But um, it's a great story. So we spend about, I don't know. An hour and a half searching <laughs> out the worms for this fishing trip. I'm about to show her my best creek and we're going to catch some trout and she wants to learn how and come with me. And she was young at the time. She was 13. Yeah. For other listeners know that Jenna is nine years younger than you. She's nine years younger than me. Okay. She's yeah. So, so for you know, some I'm backstory, my, my early twenties, um, yeah. she's, she's quite young. And <laughs> so we dig, we dig the worms. I'm teaching her about stuff and, and we got, I don't know, you know, you know, standard foam cup full of worms. Yeah. I can't remember. I had a little Altoid tent. I don't remember what it was. It was. I think it was probably like one you would get at the store. It was just empty before you Yeah. It. 
So we get into the creek and I'm showing her how to read the holes and you find out where the, uh, you know, you know, how to read the water and where you should try to hit with your bait. And um, all of a sudden behind me, I hear this screech. <laughs> and then over my shoulder flies a container with worms in it. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? And I turn around and Jenna's dancing up and down like she's got the death plague on her. <laughs> and I'm what? what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I come over there and help calm her down. And she says, there was a spider that came down out of the tree. And I said, really? The spider came down out of the tree and you just threw all of our worms into the water. <laughs> You just threw the whole, the whole container of worms into the creek. <laughs> All right. Oh, if you could see the look on his face right now. Man. It's like that, that happened yesterday. He still feels it. <laughs> I love you, Jenna. That was such a fun trip. For, that was the trip um, where we drove the old Chevy. The old Chevy. Oh, is that the one where you guys came over to my place first? Yep. And the Chevy ran out of gas in one of its tanks on yeah. the way back <laughs> yeah so i had this old 71 chevy and um yeah i mean that must have been almost a thousand mile trip that week we went yeah. over white pass and back and then up, and then to, up spokane to spokane and farther north to colville and all in that old chevy and we broke down a couple of times and we had some adventures it was a good time yeah yeah but that kind of fishing makes me think that that's that you will really appreciate fly fishing. I think I will. Um, I'm still trying to get the hang of fly tying. I think you just um, need to make a couple of flies and once it warms up slightly, I think just get out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's going to be one of those things that takes a lot of uh, trial by error and learning how to cast and whatnot. So, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy it too. But so there's, um, this fly rod is like a standard fly rod. I think the other thing is there's a, a type of fly fishing called Tenkara. Okay. Which is basically a fly rod without a reel. And oh, right. so it's just tied onto the end and you only have like 10 feet of line. And basically it's intended for creeks and streams like that. Oh, sure. And you're just kind of tossing to your pools and stuff like that. So is it very similar to in the river Y when little Maddie has to chase down the fish? Um, not, well, I mean, that's like standard. Be led by the fish. Yeah. It's a, well, that would be a big, you know, he had a reel and lots right. of line and everything else. And that's a big river. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of fishing. So for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, the river Y is a movie with Amber Heard, and I'm going to be honest, I actually don't know his actual name, but he plays Matt Saracen on Friday Night Lights from back in the day. Um, but it's based on a book, and it's it's not about fly fishing, but it is about fly fishing, but they use fly fishing as, like, a philosophical metaphor for life yeah, fly and fishing how you and live your life. Fly fishing and philosophy all wrapped into one, one movie. It's beautiful. <laughs> if you didn't know, Justin has a degree in philosophy. I do. We're really good at um, having, you know, Don't say it. very useful degrees. 
are very useful. She said that in a facetious way. <laughs> but it's not true. Your degree is much more useful than mine. Well, I will give it's you okay. that one. You can say it. <laughs> Art history is very similar to underwater basket weaving, as my dad put it. Oh, still paying for that basket weaving. I haven't seen any baskets. I make art. That's true. You do make from art. From time to time. That's true. Although I didn't get a degree in art. I got a degree in art history. You, so you do, don't have do to see it. You talk about art. We talk about art. That's true. I've actually wanted... I want to steal all my art history books from my mom's house. I've got some of my textbooks. Aren't they yours? Yeah. They're mine. It wouldn't be stealing. It wouldn't be stealing. Just be repossessing. Yes. I need shelves for that, but yeah, I do want to do that. I've actually been wanting to like get back into reading those for some reason and, you know, try and re-educate myself in my yeah. own discipline. I think it, I, yeah, yeah, I think you should. It's I been, from time to time revisit my philosophy books. How long has it been? My gosh. Yeah. It's H been almost that. 11 years since we graduated college. That is correct. 2010, baby. It's just weird. Like, I I don't feel like it's been so long, and I've caught myself saying this, that I graduated high school in 2010. Like, I've, I've caught myself saying that because I don't feel like it's been that long. And I then know. I go, wait a minute. No, I graduated high school in 2006. God, I'm old. Yeah. And, like, our, all our friends from college or I mean, we haven't seen any of them for, I see Rochelle from time to time. but Yeah. Not very often. That's about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I follow a bunch of people still on Facebook, but. Yeah. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I don't need any of that. Uh, yeah, we do. We're starting a business. So. Well, that's different. But that's going to be on me, so. Yep. I handle Facebook. You handle the Craigslist. That's right. The Facebook. And we'll move on from there. <laughs> Once we get that mastered. We're getting there. All right. Ooh. Do we have anything, anything else? else for today? I feel like that's all. The, if I give up all my good stories in one day, then. You have, dude, we need to do our weekly dad joke. Do you remember your dad joke that you told me this week? I should prepare him better for these oh, things. Oh, what was it? Me getting him to tell his dad jokes is very similar to him being like, oh, yeah, um, I was supposed to tell you that we're having dinner with my parents tonight. <laughs> Oh, okay. What time? Uh, Five minutes. <laughs> okay. It's never that dramatic, but. I mean, it's not often that dramatic. Um, no, I don't remember it. So such is life. Sorry guys. You don't get a weekly dad joke this week. <laughs> yeah. Dang. It was a good one too. You gotta save these. You find them on Instagram and you just like, I know. I just you need to past. save I need to just... them. I need to like go on there before um, for the podcast. Yeah. So I think the one I wanted to say was like three days ago. Oh my God. It was funny. It wasn't okay. I do this thing where I almost don't start laughing until I walk out of the room. <laughs> she doesn't want to encourage me. I don't want to. <laughs> that might be part of it. <laughs> no. Funnier than his jokes is how like hard he laughs at himself. <laughs> <laughs> When he tells them, he thinks they are the most hilarious thing in the world. I wouldn't tell them if I didn't think they were funny. Man, I wish I could remember the one you told this week because you 
were dying. Was it? I don't know. See, that's the thing about dad jokes. They're so unmemorable. Oh, shut up. <laughs> They're not. I mean, uh, contrary to current evidence. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, until next week, when we'll probably be talking about the fact that I will have to go back to work the next day. Oh, yeah. After four months of maternity leave. That is coming up. So, yeah, my last week of freedom. <laughs> yeah, you're so free. You're so unfree when you go to work. I just oh, sit man. at my desk for eight hours. You know, I, I get it. But when people are coming off of maternity leave and they're just complaining so much, I'm like, look, the rest of the world has been going to work. Put your wine in. It's... First may of all, get crucified for that comment. First of all, I have been working. I have been bringing up our beautiful baby. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying you're, you're this, the complaining. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Holy moly! You guys, we know you well, gotta go back to work. You know, I get it. If you have taken the most time that you've ever taken not working, you would well probably be crying because you haven't been well, able to got work. another job you know like i can't <laughs> then maybe that's the main problem really like i took that week off and i was losing my freaking mind because i wanted to go back to work because i i just don't want to sit around i can't right. do it i like i truly do yeah we'll talk about it next week i have things i could say bye <laughs> bye everybody